One, two, one, 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 <laughs> two, two, two. Hello and welcome to this special edition of Reading People. I'm Megan Lane and myself, Meg and Anna went behind the scenes at the Hay Festival of Literature in Hay on Wye. We were joined by radio personalities and the authors of the Kid Normal series with their latest book, Kid Normal and the Shadow Machine. Roll the interview. <laughs> just, just go, just go. <laughs> A big welcome to Greg James from BBC Radio 1 and Chris Smith. Oh, hey! Hey, hey! I'm not the target audience perhaps for the shows and books, but I did really enjoy the show. I came earlier, um, it was good fun, high energy, and a particularly good hey um, quote. It was superpower, wasn't it? The kind of a hat for any occasion. Hat for any occasion, yeah. <laughs> very, a very hey on way superpower, isn't it? Yeah, we had a, a real fun event today. It was in a uh, a very hot tent. I don't know if you could notice that Greg and, I, Greg and I were kind of melting like ice creams at one point, but uh, it was brilliant. We, we had a quite a silly event, lots of lovely kids there uh, who helped us make up a superhero story, so yeah, it was brilliant. And we, and we don't um, like to say, I mean, there is a, literally a target age group for the books, which is basically at 8 to 12 year olds, but we write them for everyone, really, and we are... I just can confirm that on this podcast we are adults, um, but we, we write them and we, we enjoy reading all sorts of stories. I mean, we, we love kids' stories as well, because they are often the most imaginative and sort of fearless, aren't they? Because actually you have to leave all pretensions at the door, and you just write the funniest, silliest story. So obviously you've co-written this book together. How do you kind of manage that creative writing process together? Well, there are so many... TV shows and uh, songs and films that are co-written between you know two people or or indeed more people in a whole writers' room, and we were a bit surprised that there weren't more children's books or books in general that are co-written. But it does seem to be relatively unusual. But it works really, really well for us. So I mean, in terms of how it works physically, we just sit in a room, you know, because we work together on the radio. We, we enjoy acting out the characters and sort of acting the scenes out. Or one of us will have the laptop and then we'll pass the laptop to the other one when you kind of run out of steam a little bit. So it's actually, it's quite a nice way of doing it because when you write on your own, there is that panic of like, oh my goodness, what if I don't know what I'm going to say next, you know? Or what if I can't think of another idea? What if I can't get the character out of this situation? Whereas if there are two of you, you can just say, Greg, I don't know how the character gets out of this situation. Here's the laptop. And also we like to make each other laugh and that's how we've always worked, whether it be on the radio or whatever. We, we, and even in life, we like to make each other laugh. And with a, particularly with a book that is supposed to be funny and adventurous and lively, then you have a, a, a situation where it's a bit of one-upmanship in the room and you're kind of going, well, how about we do this? And then the other person goes, but it can be that. And then you go, and, you go that. and, it, and it gets even sillier. So these sorts of books are really great to write in that way. Talking a bit about silly craziness, you do quite a lot of crazy things. Um, and when you get these ideas, have any of them been too crazy that you haven't been able to do? you manage to achieve most for the book or for other things Just for the radio general, and it, for radio yeah something. well we try not to have a limit on anything like that because you, you are given these platforms whether it be a, a book deal to come up with some books or a, a radio show to have a platform to do stuff with and actually you should always try and push those mediums to their limits really and I think we do that with Kid Normal we, we love the idea we love breaking the fourth wall a little bit and having a strong authorial voice throughout the whole thing where it is 
clear that me and Chris are messing around and just going, we're going to break the action here for a second. You might be getting a bit tense. Well, here's a story about a rabbit. So we, we, we literally do that in, yeah. in the book. So we quite like messing with the form of stuff, and that includes radio. So whenever there's a, a silly idea that comes up, we go, well, why not? Why, why can't you do a sheep yeah. race or a move a pasty from one end of the country to the other? You, it's, there's no, yeah. There aren't actually any rules with that. They're, I they're, guess people enjoy it because it's so different. And yeah. It takes them away from that, like... Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of boring radio around. So actually, it's quite easy to do radio that's not boring. So I guess um, you you have to always try and find uh, you have to try and find a little something, a little a little area that's not been explored, and then and then try it. But we just draw on our favourite things when we write Kid Normal. Like we like spoofing stuff. We like taking the Mickey out of um, old-fashioned superhero tropes and stuff. So yeah, I think the biggest enemy of creativity is when you sort of start second guessing yourself and saying well that idea is an idea too far when you're coming up with ideas creatively I think it's really important to be completely unfettered which is what's nice about writing a a book for children you can have absolutely anything happen that you want to in the whole world also we've been very lucky that we are trusted to do that as well it's uh, we we um we would we would by Bloomsbury said okay go and write the book and uh they they liked it and it's we 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 didn't feel like uh we had to uh, impress them with whatever the traditional writing ways are they just kind of went go and do your thing we like your thing so do that just that complete blank piece yeah it's, it's a, and it's quite a, it's quite a, it's literally yeah <laughs> but it's quite a it's, it's a very fortunate position to be in if you're if you're in a in a situation where they want you to do your thing and they don't even they don't know what that thing is yet and that's that's quite a nice to be in. in terms of radio, when did you first realise, hey, I'm actually quite good at this radio? <laughs> um, I suppose when it's when it starts when it starts paying the bills, <laughs> maybe. And you and it was always an idea that it would be fun to be on the radio, but then actually when you can I suppose when someone says to you, What do you do? and you say, Well I I work on the radio and that's your job. When it becomes your actual job then I suppose you think, Well I must be okay at it what about for you well I used to work on a radio show that Greg used to listen to on his way into college because I'm a thousand years old (laughs) so so I guess you know when I first met Greg and he said oh you're Chris Smith I used to like listen to you on XFM and Virgin Radio that that's always lovely when you know you meet someone who is sort of you know up and coming and doing really well in their field who appreciates what you do yeah but radio is a is such a fun job to have and you know it's a bit of a it's a bit of a cliche but it's a job that if any of us had the power to do for free because we were independently wealthy in some way we would do it for free because it is just the most fun obviously you guys have spent a lot of time on air what's probably the worst on air cock up you've ever had I don't know if there's a worse because they've always been really funny. But to uh, to use your question and use the actual pun, there was a moment where we actually did put a chicken on Chris's head. True. Um, as, a, as a as a forfeit, we we um, you had to read the news with a hen on his head. Yeah. Distracted. Um, it was relatively so it was literally more, more so for the hen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I entered really? the broadcast without being, you know, soiled. Yeah. Or having an egg on, an me, egg so. on your head. Yeah. Was there, um... Have we had a bad one? Any bad things? Well, I don't think I've... I mean, my 
job has normally been, my main job has normally been doing the news on the radio, and I have never yet managed to royally muck that up, which is good because good. I would probably get fired because the news you kind of you kind of have to get right. Sometimes there's a there's a hard foreign tennis player's name. I, I find if you if you just sound confident and say something that sounds authoritative, yeah. you, you usually get through it okay. So, bit of a different thing, but um, how do you judge your own success in fulfillment? It's kind of a big question. Yeah, it is a big question. A great question. I think um, that fulfilment is the is probably the, the the answer is the question really. If you if we feel fulfilled with our jobs, and I I definitely do. Um, and there's obviously statistical successes that for, you know, a kid normally is, is judged by, but but for us, it's sort of getting to come and do a thing like this and be in front of however many kids it was today doing a show where they're sort of into it and they've read the stories and they've I don't know I guess if you if you've um, if you've made one person laugh or if you've sort of made one kid want to pick up a book or write a story or something that's kind of that is fulfilling these are very fulfilling jobs aren't they I think we're lucky that we have jobs that are that that can change people's moods so I guess that's kind of it I'm not sure I ever feel um, especially fulfilled because I think there's an element that you're always sort of looking for the next thing, which in some ways is probably a symptom of some kind of mental illness, but it also in some ways is, is kind of, you know, what in in kind of um, ball terms is just called ambition, that you do something and you go, okay, that was pretty cool, what's next? Um, so, yeah, I don't know, I think it'd be awful to just feel totally fulfilled in terms of going okay I'm yeah. finished I'll just I'll just sit in a chair for the next 40 years and wait for death yeah you feel, ha- you feel happy there's, 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 a, there's a healthy way of, of feeling unfulfilled I think that you can yeah. sort of say you know this is you've got to obviously enjoy the wonderful things that happen to you in life but also I, I think I'd hate to feel like you know that was it I've achieved everything I want to achieve but you, feel like it's, it's something else. But you do feel like it's fulfilling yes not your, your fulfilled end no exactly no, it's a, it's a good sort of that's a, the <laughs> distinction isn't it you, yeah fulfilled without being fulfilled full stop <laughs> uh, I'm done you're not fully filled I'm retiring <laughs> yeah. so yeah. looking forward and yes yeah. but I think I think yes and success is sort of getting to do jobs that you want to do and people letting you do stuff is uh, is, a, is a marker yeah but like, I do get Chris's point is that you're never you're never really done so you've just got to enjoy the bits that are happening and also, we don't know where Kid Normal will take us. We, we, we're about to make it into a TV series, hopefully, that that could be, you know, that could be really exciting and completely different, and we don't know what that will be like. Yeah, it's, right. it's not about reaching the summit. In the words of Miley Cyrus, it's the climb. It is the climb. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> to finish off with, we'd like to ask the guests for a piece of advice for future students in university or young people in general. Hmm. Yeah. Be fearless with your ideas, and um, if you've got a, if you've got, a, if you really feel like you're onto something, then keep running with it, and um, don't be disheartened if it doesn't quite work the first time. I guess Is that, just be, try and be as open-minded as possible with your ideas, and really run at them. I would say. Um the race is long <laughs> in the end it's only with yourself and uh, wear sunscreen <laughs> thank you very much thanks for talking to us thank you very thanks much nice. and the hey and why song will be forever in my head we're campaigning to have that made into the new Welsh national anthem <laughs> that would be a good <laughs> <laughs>
I know hey on what, hey on who, me oh me oh my. I know hey on wherefore, hey on whence, but I don't know hey on why. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to this episode of Reading People. We're Mike Hereford on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. See your contact details in the bio. Till next time.